Welcome to your daily missed motivational, inspirational success tips. This is JJ Burden. I love it when I get messages from people asking me, hey, did you release a daily miss today? I received some messages early this morning, and no, I had not at the time. I usually do record these in the morning, but it's been a busy morning, so I thought I'd wait till lunchtime. So you ready? You ready for today's story we're going to teach from? I'm going to take you back to an early part of my NFL career, and I want you to think about this saying of, you see the glory, but you don't know the story. You know, and the story is where all the teaching points is. And I definitely think there's some major success tips wrapped within this story. So for those who don't know, I went to the University of Oregon on a track scholarship. A lot of people know about my NFL career, but I was at Oregon running track. I was a very good high school football player, but no Division One colleges felt I was big enough to play at the college level. So I went to Oregon. My second year, I begged the head coach, Rich Brooks, to let me walk on to let me try out for the football team. And for those who don't know, when you walk on, that means that they're just going to give you a chance. There's no guarantee that you're even going to get a chance to play. But all I wanted was an opportunity. And Coach Brooks said yes. So I walked on that year, and I went from 14th on the depth chart to second string, where I was backing up two seniors. And so that goal was accomplished. It was really just to prove people wrong that I could play Division I college football. So I did both sports the rest of my years at Oregon. To my surprise, after having very unimpressive college stats, I was drafted in the eighth round I was a 216th pick in the NFL draft in 1988 by the Cleveland Browns, something that really caught me off guard. I never had a desire to play in the NFL, but I thought, why don't I just go ahead and go to the Browns rookie camp the next week to see what that's all about? Because I, you know, I didn't want to have a a regret later on in life and say, you know, I should at least went to the camp. So the plan was to go to the camp, come back, finish school, finish track season, you know, get ready for national, see if I can make the Olympic team in the long jump. Well, anyway, third practice with the Cleveland Browns, I tore up my ACL ligament. That was my first major injury. So as you would assume, track was done. And that was when the shift took place and I started focusing on the NFL because I couldn't do anything for a year, but have surgery and then rehab. But that first year on injury reserve for the Browns was a pretty interesting year because I had no pressure My job was to get healthy, sit back, and learn. But that's when the mental shift took place. And I started thinking that, yes, I can play in the NFL. So the next season comes around, and I'm going through training camp. I'm not 100%, but I still go through training camp. Have a pretty good camp. I'm thinking I'm going to make the team. But I'm one of the last players that's cut. So the Browns cut me. And that's another way of saying they fired me. That's okay because right after that, I had the Cleveland, see the Kansas City Chiefs called and they wanted to bring me in. So, what happens is when a team wants to bring you in, they fly you out, you take a physical, and then you do a workout. They want to see what kind of shape you're in and if you're good enough to be on the team. Well, I had a great workout for the, with the Kansas City Chiefs. And after that workout, they wanted to sign me, but they wanted to put me on their practice squad. Every NFL team can bring in a certain amount of practice players. When you practice, you don't play in a game, but eventually you do play in a game. Well, while I'm having this conversation with Kansas City Chiefs head coach Marty Schottenheimer, the Detroit Lions have called my agent and they want to sign me. 
Now, they want to actually put me in the game. They want me on the active roster, and that's what every player wants. They want to play. So the head coach for the Chiefs says, hey, you go sign with the Detroit Lions, but if they want to put you on their practice squad, you come back and be on my practice squad. So I said, deal. I'm in a win-win situation. So I fly out to Detroit, and first thing you have to do is take a physical. Well, I've got a little swelling in my knee from the previous workout with the Chiefs, so the Detroit Lions flunk me on the physical. Well, while they flunk me on the physical, the Green Bay Packers are on the phone. They're like, we'll take them. So now I fly out to Green Bay, and of course, you got to have a physical first. By this time, they've heard I've flunked the Detroit Lions physical. So they flunk me on the physical. Well, I still got the Kansas City Chiefs, right? They want to put me on their practice squad. So I fly back to Kansas City, and by the time I get there, they have heard I flunked two NFL physicals. And what do they do? They flunk me on the physical. They change their status as far as my health. So think about this for a second. Over a five-day period, I was rejected by four NFL teams. The Browns, the Chiefs, the Lions, and the, um, uh, the Packers. So here's that moment where you're kind of at that crossroads. What do you do? Do you panic? Do you cry? Do you point the finger? Do you blame the system? No, you go back to work. So that's what I did. A couple weeks later, I get a call from the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys signed me. They put me on their practice squad. And at some point, head coach Jimmy Johnson says, we're going to play you at some point this year. So keep working hard. I work hard all year. Every single day, I'm there at practice. By the end of the season, I had never played in a game that season. They never put me in at all. And when the season was over, the head coach felt that I probably wasn't going to be able to play in the NFL, so they decided not to sign me. At the time, I wasn't too stressed about it. And I don't know if you remember how bad Dallas was in 1989. We were 1-15. So I was like, I'm out of here. You guys are never going to win a Super Bowl anyway. Well, if you know their history, I left and they won three Super Bowls. But here's the point. This is what I'm trying to get through. And I've shared this maybe before. I can't remember, but here we go. These are those moments I talk about where I call FASCO. Failures, adversities, setbacks, challenges, and obstacles. We all have them in life. But the question is, how do you react when things don't go your way? When you're faced with an adversity, when you're faced with rejection, when you're faced with some kind of obstacle or setback, how do you react? I believe FASCO moments are some of the best opportunities for breakthroughs. Breakthroughs. Breakthroughs is when you experience some quantum leap or some sudden impactful jump. Something amazing happens in your life because you make a decision. And for me, experiencing all that rejection from those NFL teams I had a choice. I could allow that moment to take me down and out, or I can allow it to take me to bigger and better things because success is a choice. It really is. And every setback is the perfect opportunity for a comeback. And that was my mindset. And once again, I went to work. Needless to say, a couple months later, I signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, and the rest is history. So the major teaching point I want you to take from that is recognize that, yes, when you have those FASCO moments, failures, adversities, setbacks, challenges, and obstacles, 
understand these are great opportunities for growth. These are great mentoring moments and teaching moments if you embrace them. And what you got to do is you got to respond to those moments with curiosity and ask yourself questions like, what can I learn from this? What opportunities does this provide? What things do I need to consider? Or as a leader, what behavior do I need to model right now? I mean, you've got to ask yourself, where can you grow? Because anybody who's really striving to achieve something, they're always conscious of their weakness. They always recognize the importance of growing and improving and trying to get better and better. So that is my story. It really happened, I tell you, but I learned so much from that. And it's made me very resilient because to this day, when I have those FASCO moments, I know exactly what to do. So feel free to share, like, and comment. And don't forget to subscribe. And I'll see you on the next episode.